0: are oh, you starting off the show or
1: oh are we ready i did not know if we had like the countdown hi everybody hey. <laughs> i am carly this is the inaugural episode of the dynamite review and rampage ramp up thanks for tuning in you can find me at, at @carlyb88 on uh, twitter i'm here with connor and you can find him at Fanguy. are there numbers after that
0: uh 18 possibly
1: <laughs> on twitter and please go and follow and like the um I'll lead, uh, the All Elite Zone podcast. That's at All Elite Zone 1 um, on Twitter. We have the Dynamite review here for you today. We're going to go over the matches that we saw last night. I thought that was an excellent, excellent Dynamite. I gave the whole show a 10 out of 10. It was fabulous. Um, the first match we saw last night was an Owen Hart tournament um, match. It was Adam Cole versus Dax Hardwood. I thought it was a super match as would be expected between those two wrestlers. Um, with the winner being Adam Cole, I expected him to win. Um, I was sad to see Dax lose. I thought I thought it would have been a great winner and really fun to see go on in the Owen Hart tournament. But I do expect to see a lot of the Undisputed Elite moving on um, with the exception of Bobby Fish, who lost last week to Jeff Hardy um connor what did you think of that match
0: uh, i thought it was a very very good match um of course it was split between me uh at the beginning of last night's live reaction i wore adam cole then i switched to ftr um but i'm glad adam cole won because i want ftr to be tag champions soon so uh i, th- I thought it was a five two out of ten match uh, i'm glad that adam cole advanced in the tournament
1: Yeah, I am, too. I am, too. If I think if Dax went on, then we would not see, I think, what's coming ahead for uh, FTR, and I think there's big things ahead of them in the tag team department. So, also agree, 10-10 match. I love both Adam Cole and FTR, but Adam Cole was the big winner, and I'm excited to see what goes on with him moving on in the tournament. Moving on to match two of the night was CM Punk versus John Silver. That was an interesting match. Again, a great match. Um, we saw Heyman at page on commentary, and big winner of that match was, uh, surprise, surprise, CM Punk. A little bit of a sassy win in that match. He beat, uh, John Silver with the buckshot lariat. Hmm. What'd you think of that match, Connor? Uh, I
0: thought it was a very, very good match. Uh, CM Punk was kind of like the heel in this match. Uh, was, wasn't he? Uh, he was very, uh, heelish to the fans, especially when he was in New York. Uh, yeah, he came would, out with
1: the New York Rangers jersey on.
0: Yeah. Which he, is uh, in sharp
1: contrast to last week where Adam Page was kind of heelish in his promo. So I'm really not sure who they're pushing to be the heel at double or nothing. It's all yeah. very strange to me. I don't know what's going on here.
0: Yeah. Uh, CM Punk is obviously going to win. Uh, I didn't see it coming out any differently, but, uh, I mean, John Stewart was a great wrestler, but he's not, he's not beating CM Punk. Uh, but I thought the match was good. Uh, I love this build towards uh, CM Punk and Hangman. Because uh, before, I don't know if you guys know, but Co- Hangman had COVID. So luckily, oh, he he was able- yeah, luckily he was able to come back and they're finally able to build towards it. Uh, but Hangman, uh, I think CM Punk is going to bring the best out of Hangman.
1: I think so too. I think so too. I'm really excited to see what happens at the next pay-per-view. Um I also think John Silver is uh, I think Aiden was saying last night just a very underrated wrestler, you know. He he's really fun to watch in the ring. I enjoyed watching him versus CM Punk. Um it was a great match. I it was building, you know, just another like building block of what a great dynamite it was. I thought kept them uh whole night flowing well. Um I did not think CM Punk's buckshot lariat was executed quite as well as Hangman Adam Page, but of course, who could execute a buckshot lariat as well as the guy whose finishing move it is? Uh, moving on in the night, we our third match of the night was Danhausen versus Tony Neese. It was our first time seeing Danhausen wrestle a match in AEW. Um, I, I, I don't think either one of us had seen Danhausen wrestle before when we watched it last night. I had never seen one of his entrances. Um, not that we got to see him wrestle much at all because it ended in a very quick squash match with Tony Nese, uh coming out the winner in that match. Um, I think he just kicked him around in the corner for a minute and then rolled him up for a win. Um, but I think the big winner in that match was all of us, the fans, because yeah. we got to see uh, the end of Hookhausen with Hook coming out at the end. And we got the big handshake to see... Um, what might be a tag team? It might be a partnership. Who really knows what's going to happen with Hookhausen? But I think the fans kind of got what they wanted out of that match. Uh, what'd you think, Connor? <laughs> what would you give the rating for the Tony Nice Danhausen slash Hook slash Hookhausen uh, little spectacle we had for match three of the night?
0: Zero out of ten. But, <laughs> but uh, I don't think Danhausen's cleared to wrestle yet. Because no, I don't
1: think like so
0: either. If he was, they wouldn't have done that. And uh, today, I was able to catch some some of Danhausen's matches in Ring of Honor, and he's actually very, very good. Uh, so I don't think they would do that on purpose because he's very he's a very good wrestler. No, but, I think uh, that was the uh,
1: the common I think that was what everybody determined was that Danhausen was not quite cleared.
0: But uh, I'm glad Tony just picked up the win because uh, before he wasn't very being used a lot, but. Uh, he's very underrated in WWE. Like they would always like they would never let him be champion. So I'm glad AEW's uh using him a lot better.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good to see Tony Nese getting a little bit of ring time, even though there wasn't too much wrestling to be done. I give the match a 10 out of 10 just because we got to see Hook shake hands with Danhausen. I'm well, glad to see wherever wherever this may go. It should be interesting. Um I like Hook. I like Dan Housen some people hate the whole thing think they're young kids and cheesy or it's not real wrestling i think it's fun and i think they're young i love it <laughs> i think it's fresh i love everything about it um
0: but, yeah dan helsen uh i guess he can become come off cheesy but like once fans see him in the ring they're gonna change their minds like yeah. everyone like, like everyone thought that about orange cassidy and now, people love orange cast.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes when the, <laughs> something is new, when something's different, when it's not something we've seen before, it can, I think people can be pretty resistant to it. But I think like it was when Dan in like looked at the bag of chips and hooked like threw the bag of chips at Hook and then like Hook looked at the bag of chips. I think a lot of things were communicated with like a bag of chips sitting in the middle of the ring. And when you can kind of communicate these things to the fans, and it just it's good storytelling, even if it is kind of corny. Um, I think it's fun. I think, I think they're, they're youthful, you know, they're, they're young. And uh, I think it's, it's going to be fun to see where it goes. Um, So moving on the fourth, um, not quite match. It was the contract signing between MJF and Wardlow. Um, We're moving to the culmination of this story between MJF and Wardlow. It was the contract signing. It opened up with um, the dark side of the ring parody. Um, I love watching Dark Side of the Rings, uh, the documentary series. It was like, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say about all of this. It's just, I think one of the best feuds I have just seen in wrestling, like some of the best storytelling I've seen in wrestling, period, just in any promotion in any decade. It's, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. It was great. It was great. All of it. I, I I don't know.
0: And the fact that know. uh go ahead. The fact that MJF mentioned Cody Rhodes.
1: Oh, the uh, name drop.
0: And then he I don't know if a lot of people caught this, but he said uh in 2024,
1: 2024 referencing his contract.
0: Yeah, then he said the guy back there doesn't want to talk about it. Uh he's doing this as leverage uh, oh, yeah. to get the most the most stack paycheck he can get when next contract um But, yeah, I thought the segment was very good. Uh, Of course, Wardlow always beats up the security guards. Like, it doesn't matter how many they put in front of him. He's going to throw (laughs) all of them around. We have a
1: running joke in my house where we guess the over-under of how many uh, security guards Wardlow is going to go through in any given segment. Um, You know, I mean, of course, somebody has to go through the table at a contract signing. This time it was Mark Sterling, um, which now is resulting in a match. Is it at Rampage or Dynamite? It's a – who is uh, fighting? Oh, it's going to be with um, it's Hook and Danhausen versus Tony Neese and Mark Sterling next week. Uh, I
0: think that's or, uh, at double or nothing on the buy-in.
1: Oh my god! Whatever that's, I don't know. I'll watch. I'll watch the shit out of it either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, back to the contract signing. Um,
0: oh, uh, well. Start, that?
1: we'll get ten lashes at that's at Rampage or next Dynamite.
0: I think that's next week's
1: dynamite. Next week's dynamite, and then
0: uh, it's basically like uh, rules of Cody, where where Low has to face Sean Spears in a steel cage match with yep. MJF as referee.
1: Also, big <laughs> shout out to Sean Spears, who is match wearing a white suit with matching white chair. The combination, perfect, oh perfect, loved everything about it. Um, yeah, contract signing gets a ten out of ten from me.
0: Yeah, uh, look, I thought it was a 10 out of 10 as well. Uh, and for the fans that may not know him, but, uh, well, like, like, MGF is Jewish. Uh, mm-hmm. If anyone didn't know that, but they on the Dark Side of the Ring uh, trailer, they had Barry Horowitz. He's also a Jewish wrestler. So if you watch WWF back in the day, you'll know who that is. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to point that out that he was on there.
1: Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Fifth match of the night was jungle boy versus Ricky Starks for the FTW championship. Um, that was a great match. I mean, I know I'm saying this about like every match, which I do. I will, pick, I will absolutely pick at matches. I promise. <laughs> I have no problem saying what matches I don't like and picking at them mercilessly, but it was a super excellent match. I love jungle boy. I love Ricky Starks. Um, both young wrestlers, they looked great in the ring. They showed superior athleticism. Um, Jungle Boy's a great technical wrestler. I enjoy watching them both very much. I was not surprised to see Ricky Starks pick up the win and retain the FTW title. Um, I think we had discussed beforehand, you know, what we thought. Um, who we thought what would, you know, I think everybody pretty much concurred that Ricky Starks would retain. I'd like to see him drop it eventually. So he could move on. And definitely I'd like to see him pick up the TNT title eventually. Um and kind of interesting to see afterwards there was uh I got some angry dad vibes from Christian Cage after Jungle Boys yeah. lost.
0: Yeah, that's been for the past few weeks. Uh I remember Christian Cage in a promo said uh when Jurassic oh, Express you know? l- um, comment. Yeah. Uh then like you can just tell by his facial expressions way he acts that he's gonna Turn on Jungle Boy eventually.
1: He's got these like angry, angry dad vibes. <laughs> like, I'm I, just
0: approaching a new son. <laughs> look, I feel like he's going to cause stress to express the tag titles.
1: Yeah, I, I feel bad for Luchasaurus because he's kind of like chilling off to the side. I feel like he could be. I feel like Luchasaurus is incredibly talented and, he is. uh, yeah. He's just, for a big man, he's so athletic. So just his acrobatics, everything is just there. And a very talented tag team. Um, I wonder how they each do individually and given their times to shine. But, um, I feel like source isn't really getting, you know, kind of his, his time right now. Um, but young boy is young. He's, uh, definitely one of the four pillars, um, and having his kind of moment with Christian cage right now. So we'll see where that goes. Um, I, am really hoping Ricky Sarks gets a good push soon. Uh, He's becoming less and less a heel, at least to me, and it seems like to other people as well. Um, So I'm hoping he does drop that FTW title and possibly to Hook. I think it would be good to eventually go to Hook. So that way, Ricky Starks can kind of start getting that push that I think he deserves. Moving on, match six of the night was, oh, oh, it wasn't really a match. It was the JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society, victory speech. And that was... What happened there ah I didn't I don't think I really caught him.
0: well a uh, William Regal at the end uh,
1: did you rewatch that I didn't rewatch it <laughs> All I caught uh, was a whole lot of stuff about Jericho's really sassy jacket and I know Mox came out um, and I interrupted
0: think, <laughs> I think Jericho uh, is caught with the wizard now
1: oh uh, God, yes after the
0: yeah and then the uh, then a William Regal clothesline had <laughs> Jericho. So that, so that was good
1: I remember that. That was pretty much everything I needed in life.
0: And then I will say, uh, what's his name from 2.0? Uh, is it Matt Lee? Uh, he's very good paired up with Jericho. Uh, like, just the way he talks, the way he acts, like, that's 100% Jericho mm-hmm. in, in 2001.
1: And then we were treated to an appearance by the Blackpool Combat Club as well. Um, a burned up, at least made up, burned up Eddie uh, <laughs> um, and Santana Ortiz, which I'm sure is setting up some sort of big match for the next pay-per-view. So we shall also see where that goes. Um, I'm sure we're going to be seeing more from the Jericho Appreciation Society. I do enjoy Heal Jericho and their whole uh, spin on sports entertainment and the AEW Galaxy. Um, it's a nice little dig at WWE. um the throwback with the fireball, all of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. I'm sure I'm gonna be saying that a lot. Um, but moving on, match of uh the only women's match we had, it was also an Owen Hart uh match. Moving on was Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. I would have liked to see more than one women's match on such a stacked card because I think we saw on Rampage last week that having two women's matches in one night is um it's phenomenal. I loved having two women's matches on Rampage. They were great matches. I loved the match between Tony, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. They um they fought hard. They threw some they threw hard punches. They it had great momentum. They were throwing. I mean, they they performed really well. I really really enjoyed that match. And I think AEW is doing for women's wrestling what we're not seeing in other promotions, you know, really showcasing women who can wrestle. Um And wrestle well, you know, and it's less about the look. It's less about, you know, um, I think really convoluted storytelling and more just like solid storytelling, but good wrestling that backs it up. And we're seeing that in these Owen Hart tournament matches. Um, I give Jimmy Hader and Tony Storm I'll give him a 10 out of 10. I'll give him a 10 out of 10. Just because yeah. the whole the whole dynamite it was encased in, it flowed perfectly through the entire night.
0: Yes, it's kind of not hard for me. Uh, like everything except one little match, uh, like everything was a 10 out of 10. And it's kind of, I, mean, I know people people's going to say like, not everything could be ten out of ten, or I know. This, but, but it's kind of hard not to say that because everything was at a ten out of ten.
1: I think if you caught me with last week's dynamite, I probably would have given like Jeff Hardy and Bobby Fish like a seven. <laughs> you know, yeah. like there were some matches like from previous dynamites. I was kind of just like, I could have done without this one. Um, or disappointingly, like, there were some matches I think, and like especially, and I think in the qualifying Owen Hart tournament matches, I was a little like disappointed with um, the winners. I think I would have maybe preferred to have seen Bobby Fish win over um, Jeff Hardy last week. Um, But that was last week. This is this week. And this dynamite was absolutely phenomenal, which takes us to last match of the night. The main event was Jeff Hardy and Darby Allin, the match that everybody was talking about. It was Owen Hart tournament match. Um, There was it was an anything goes match, correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the. Well, at first, I thought it was a regular match, but uh, I went back and watched it in the video package. uh, Darby stated that he wanted the match to be like anything goes. So, then they announced it on commentary too, but they they went way.
1: Yeah. uh, (laughs) 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 I think certainly watching that match, anything went and it did, and it went hard and high and through several chairs and ladders and a set of very hard-looking, Stainless steel steps. Um, We saw what looked like Jeff going up the ladder while it was in the ring over, what was it? It must have been like eight. It was two rows of four, eight chairs outside of the ring. Um, Mm -hmm. That's when I started getting very nervous. But I saw Jeff coming down the other side. And that's when we saw Darby go up and uh, take that amazingly terrifying fall jump and uh, land on Jeff into those chairs. That was an amazingly... Crazy, reckless spot, uh, looked amazing on TV, and then in the subsequent many GIFs and replays I've seen online since. Uh, we saw Jeff Hardy taking crazy spots um, with the Swanton, it was a Swanton, right, onto um, the stainless yeah. steel uh, steps with nobody home. Um, am I missing any other big spots that happened?
0: Um
1: there was one other.
0: I know uh, well the finish was Darby Allen did went for the coffin drop the and then and, drop. and then he pinned him with one two and then Jeff Hardy rolled over, and that was where he got the win. But I thought this is just the beginning for Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen. I thought that, like there's gonna be a full on feud with them two and well, this is just the beginning, I feel like, of their matches and it's gonna get crazier and crazier and crazier.
1: I think so. I think there's a future for that. Um I've There was also an interaction, I think, a couple weeks back between the Hardys and the Young Bucks. So I think that's a match that could and maybe should happen in the future. I think, you know, there's been a lot of comparison between the Hardys and the Young Bucks before. So that's a match that I think should definitely happen, I think, before uh, the Hardys retire at some point in time. But a Matt Hardy-Darby feud, I think... um, should happen and i think it should happen at a time when jeff is on Seymour. his way out from wrestling yeah. as, a, as a passing of the torch because jeff can only wrestle the way jeff has wrestled for yeah. so much longer you know it, it's to the point where it's like when i watch him i'm like please <laughs> i'm like please go back down the ladder steps <laughs> you know you worry for a safety and, and even when i watch darby i'm just like oh my god <laughs> Yeah, no. I think... Uh, Only so yeah, long he can wrestle that way.
0: I think for Double or Nothing, the rumored match is the Hardys versus um, the Young Bucks in a, what was the match? Um, some of the deletion match that they was going to have in Ring of Honor, but w, but the Hardys went to WWE. Mm. I forget what it was, but that's the rumored match. I, like, I wouldn't doubt that uh, the Young Bucks cost Jeff Hardy next week because he's going against Adam Cole.
1: So Oh, yeah. So that should be um, definitely a time when there could be further interactions that could lead to some matches down the line, possibly, for the next pay-per-view. All right. So that covers all of Dynamite. Like I said, I gave it a 10 out of 10. It was an excellent Dynamite. Um, it certainly beat three hours of the last pay-per-view <laughs> I watched this past Sunday. Um it's Just excellent storytelling. It, it was a lot of things that came together. Um, of note, uh, Martha Hart was there. Damn. Um, what else happened at Dynamite that might be interesting?
0: Oh, well, they uh, well, I guess this they announced uh, some next week's matches. They had, um, of course, Adam Cohen, Jeff Hardy.
1: Yep, we'll see them uh, in the winner tournament.
0: Uh, Hangman versus oh, uh, was it oh, Ar-
1: oh, oh. Takesha?
0: Yeah, uh, yes.
1: And we saw him on Rampage versus Jay Lethal, correct? And
0: yeah, yeah, last yes. and Rampage. that
1: was a vi- that was an excellent match. I had never seen Takesha wrestle before, and it was just refreshingly um he's a great wrestler, refreshing. He he did some interesting moves. Let, you know, I don't more so than ever in AEW, I, I say to myself, I've never seen that before, you know. Um and I said that a couple times and when watching Tegastro wrestle, so I am. it should be really interesting to see him and Hangman together.
0: Yeah. Uh, look, also, both of the Jokers in the tournaments for next week. Uh, oh,
1: the Jokers. I don't have actually any solid rumors to report upon about who they could be. Do you have any rumors about who those Jokers may be?
0: All I have is my predictions, really.
1: I have guesses. Uh, I'm hoping Miro. Uh, you yeah, know?
0: I would say Cesaro, but it seems like everyone who's came in contact with him.
1: Anything I've heard, you know, via my Twitter scrolling is that he hasn't responded to anybody who's tried to reach yeah. out to him for
0: even comments. Okay. I know uh, it could be. Well, they're both husband and wife, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae,
1: mm. uh,
0: and they'd be in the same night. But she just had a baby, so I don't think it'd be her.
1: And whoever is fighting in the women's bracket would be up against Britt Baker, no?
0: Against uh, And that
1: the Joker would be up against Britt Baker and that
0: um yeah the Joker would be going yeah. Britt Baker.
1: So I'm assuming they would lose. <laughs> I, I imagine yeah. like my predictions for the um is that it's gonna be I, I'm I think it's gonna be Britt Baker and Ruby Soho at the end.
0: Yeah. I like to see that. Hmm but I would like to see Miro come back. Uh, I think it would be great
1: if, if Miro was the uh, the Joker in the Owen Hart.
0: Just come back and win the whole thing. And, <sighs> okay. I, I, like, I'm wondering if there's going to be – I know they're going to win a trophy, but if they will get, like, a future title shot or
1: – Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it would just be interesting if if it was just the prestige of winning it yeah. and then just getting a super huge push after. You know, I think just leaving it as something that's uh, just a really amazing honor to have. Um, and maybe I don't know, I don't know. Hmm, we'll see. And I don't know, is there any talk of Bret Hart of them getting Bret Hart to
0: AW? Uh, yeah, if he does come, it'll be at double or nothing just to present the trophy. Mm. But Martha and Bret Hart do not see eye to eye on mm-hmm. things. So like just like I said uh, last night, it's like they can just not talk. <laughs> just do it for one night.
1: Yeah, no, just uh
0: just don't don't even say anything, but uh I don't think he's going to sign with AEW. A- even Tony Khan said that he's he likes being at home and all that. But I would love to see Bret Hart manage FTR and all that, but
1: yeah, Bret Hart's um gonna manage them. There's a indie show coming up in Massachusetts, mm, like a couple weeks in June. I got tickets to where Bret Hart's gonna be with FTR against um against Brian Pillman and oh, I can't remember who else is there. Oh,
0: uh, uh, Brock Anderson.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So that'll be fun. I don't know. Maybe I'll ask them while I'm there. Um. So what? We got five minutes, four minutes left of our of our dynamites. Yeah uh review and rampage ramp up what do we have for uh rampage tomorrow
0: the uh, special start time uh wherever your time zone's oh,
1: are it's 5 30 p.m eastern standard time i know
0: yeah for me 4 30 uh i do not prefer to start somewhere like the normal time slot me but, do.
1: i'd rather be 10 o'clock in night than 5 30.
0: uh but the matches for dynamite uh i don't know what they're going to go in order so i just went what i think is going to be in order uh, Death Triangle versus Butcher and Blade and Mark Quinn from the Private Party. Private uh, oh,
1: and
0: Yeah. And uh, the next match is Sean Spears versus Bear Boulder from the Bear Country. Oh yeah. Uh, I see Sean Spears getting some TV time. Uh, mm-hmm. Riho versus Ruby Soho. That should be a very good match. Hopefully oh, that. Team. I hope that's the main event, but it's probably not because the next match is Scorpio Sky versus Frankie Kazarian for the TNT Championship. I should be good. But I hope uh, Ruby Soho and Riho get a good time.
1: I hope um, they give them a good yeah. amount of time. I, I really do. I think seven minutes is not quite long enough <laughs> for women's matches. Yeah. I, would um, pick,
0: I would make Deshaun Spears and Barry Baldwin match a squash match. Like two minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Make that two minutes and give the girls like 15, 20. Give yeah. them a good match. Yeah, Especially on Rampage. And. They've shown that they can give great matches on Rampage and they can on Dynamite too. So give them, give the girls the time. Yeah. All right. In our last couple minutes, we're gonna go through the quick rumor roundup. Uh looks like Hikaru Shida is out of the Owen Hart tournament. She's gonna be replaced with Chris Statlander due to injury. Um, but it looks like she is actually spending some time back in Japan according to the rumor mill. Um, There is talk of All Out not being in Chicago this year. Tony has hinted that. He is going to have it. There are many places where All Out could be, um, and fans are hoping that it is definitely somewhere in the continental United States, and hopefully not in Canada or, you know, like the UK. But we shall see about that. The other big rumor out there in the rumor mill is MJF has been reportedly... Heard to say that he is not happy with his contract in AEW. That he is leaning towards going to WWE. Um, His contract is up in 2024, so we shall hopefully hear more about that in the future. Is it a work? Is it he's really not happy? The great thing about MJF is that he is so believable as a heel. It could be either or, and we would never know. So,
0: but people like, do you guys remember when uh, like MJF was basically crying to CM Punk and? uh oh what was it he was uh he was saying like how big of a fan he was of cm punk and stuff do do you remember that yes and it was so believable but at the end he turned on cm punk so this could be all of work like he actually
1: was that big of a fan he had a he had a facebook post from like 2015 with the handshake and everything he loves cm punk
0: and then he turns around and stabs him in the back. So you never know. Yeah, made.
1: no. I would, like, either possibility, like, him making this all up for just, like, TV or him, like, really not being happy or, or equally believable. I would believe either one. And that is just how good of a heel MJF is, which is why Tony Khan should give him all the money to not go anywhere else. So, We've reached 830. This is our half an hour of dynamite review and rampage ramp up. Uh, hopefully we work out all the kinks in coming weeks, but I think we have a good framework for how our show is going to go. My name is Carly. You can find me at Carly B 88. That's Carly with an I on Twitter. And that's Connor. You can find him at eight at AEW fan guy on Twitter. And there might be some numbers after it and maybe it's 18. I don't know. We'll have this work yeah. out better for next week and follow us. Give us a like subscribe on YouTube. Uh, We're at All Elite Zone 1 on Twitter, and we'll be back here next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central for the Dynamite Review. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in.